You know, I was beginning to wonder if we'd ever get a chance, JB, to speak with players from the, uh, this school. Uh, it's been an interesting uh, time uh, between us uh, and Endicott, and I am thrilled. Uh, we, we talked things over with them after some confusion and misconstruing things in the past. Uh, we yeah. are... Uh, working with Dr. Wiley, uh, the AD at Endicott, uh, we had a great conversation with him. Seems like a very good leader at that school. Sean Medeiros, uh, their SID as well. Uh, we are looking to build a great relationship with Endicott in the future here. Uh, it's starting right now, actually. Um, he, this is one of your favorite players, has been for a little while, and you spotted when he was back in the game uh, a couple weeks ago uh, how happy you were. Go ahead and introduce him. Yeah, from uh, Endicott College, a senior quarterback, Joe Kowalski, also from my home state of Connecticut. So uh, welcome, Joe, onto In the Huddle. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Joe, uh, 31 for 39. I think it was your uh, career high in uh, pass completions uh, on Saturday. I think fourth all time for Endicott, a little uh, bird told us before the interview. Uh, but more importantly, uh, and we've been saying it all week, not quite like my Becker uh, comparisons a week earlier, but, uh, you know, Salve was not really a one and three team. Uh, maybe in the record book they were, but in reality, they were not. They gave you guys fits all day. I think you were behind twice in that game. Your kicker came through like unbelievably. We'll talk about that a little bit later as well. But you, with that efficiency, uh, you you played a possession role more than anything else, but two touchdowns, obviously scoring two. Give us the game flow of that game. Were you concerned at all? What were you feeling even before the game about the Salve Regina team, knowing what you knew over the years here? Take us through it. Well, uh, senior now, so the senior class, they've had our number for the first three years. And uh, we saw the record coming in. They just lost to Nichols the previous week, and... We said, don't take them lightly. Like, they've had our number. Uh, we can't come out flat. We have to start fast. Last year, we spotted them 14 points. Um, wasn't wasn't looking so good. We dug ourselves a big hole. Um, this year, we want to come out fast. Um, unfortunately, uh, we did not come out that fast. We took the ball in the opening kickoff. And then on third and long, we got I got strip sacked. And they, like, recovered the ball inside the... 10-yard line, two plays later, they, we spot them seven points. So things are running through our head. But um, we uh, served some resiliency, and uh, we, we fought back. So it was good. <clears throat> Did uh, – I, I mean, at halftime, I think you were still down a point, if I remember correctly. Uh, so what was uh, Coach telling you uh, during that Coach McGonigal? Uh, what was his speech like at halftime? Well, um Right before halftime, they scored with about, I'd say, under 40 seconds left. And they pooch kicked it to us. And we got decent field position. And then uh, we got illegal hands to the face in the defense. So we actually got across the 50. We threw a quick pass to Riley Shanley. We get into field goal range for Deeks because Nick is just unbelievable. And we were actually able to get a 47-yarder before halftime. Really gave us momentum after giving up a touchdown with under 40 seconds left in the half to make it, I think it was 14-13 at halftime. We, we just played the uh, clip of that uh, field goal. So what did Coach say, though? Uh, coach was just, we're in a dogfight, 12-round 12, 12 dogfight. Uh, we've been here before. Um, and just basically play-by-play, play, give it your all. Don't look at the outcome. Don't be like, oh, crap, like past years, we've fallen to this team. Uh, come out in the second half, play, play our game, play our game. 
um, and we'll, we'll come out uh, victorious. Well, Joe, here we're about at the midpoint of the season going into week six. And um, even though uh, Frank and my uh, picking acumen might get a D minus, uh, you guys have certainly earned a solid A in my book as far as, you know, the first half of the season. You've, you've uh, won uh, four of your five games and, and probably could have won the fifth one. It was a close call. What were some of the lessons that you guys took away from that, that just that battle with, with Wesley um, that really showed that you guys have kind of moved it up a notch to, to really being able to compete on a national level? Well, I think the Wesley was obviously winning was would be unbelievable, but honestly, we learned a lot uh, losing a close game to a ranked team. I think they were 15th, and it basically showed us that we could play with anyone in the nation. Um, it was it was great to have them come up here on our home turf, and we we played we played well. True that. Well, I think uh, it definitely helped well. in this uh, in this game. I mean, it was a close call too, where you guys were had to fight back and behind. Certainly, you know, builds uh, builds character. But uh, going back to the whole midterm thing here, um, what would you say? Kind of looking back on the first five games, or three things that you, that you feel your team is doing really well right now. And what are some areas that you think that, you know, there's still some, some opportunity to, to get a little better? Um, I think our defense is playing unreal. Um, also on the offensive side, I think red zone, we have a pretty good percentage, but I think we need to um, not rely on Deeks as much and as an offense punch in ourselves. Um, a few possessions, even the Salve game, we had to settle for, I think, three field goals, four field goals. Um, but if we were able to execute, um, be a much, much different outcome in that game. So I'm looking at your uh, game log, as they call it, on your uh, roster page, and you, uh, you have no stats showing for the second and third games of the season. Tell folks what happened to you and what the road back was exactly for you for this season, uh, because uh, you were obviously missed uh, in those two games. Uh, there's no doubt with your skill and uh, your history at Endicott, you're kind of a needed piece for them, uh, but tell folks what had happened to you. Um, in the second quarter of Framingham, I uh, I rolled my ankle pretty good. I was able to finish out that game on a, adrenaline, but then obviously uh, it blew up after. And wasn't wasn't even close to ready for um, Rochester. Wesley was like, could I play? Could I not play? But um, conference is obviously our biggest. Um, mindset because we want to obviously win the conference and get into the playoffs so um holding me out i think was the uh smart move um i'm coming back i feel i feel great been able to play uh, moving around better now so uh feeling good uh, with those stats uh, from saturday jb i think he's proving that he's doing just fine thank you at 31 for 39 286 two touchdowns yeah yeah, definitely. So, Joe, um, tell us a little about your next opponent this bye week. Uh, you know, I hear, I hear people are kind of undefeated against it. Um, any chances for you guys really going to take a – it sort of falls in a perfect spot, right? It, it's kind of right in the middle of the season. You've got a couple of, uh, you know, conference games under your belt, and, you know, you're going to come come back and start to, to get ready for Curry. Tell, what is a, what's a bye week like for you guys up at Endicott? Uh, we treat it as a normal game week. Uh, we're going to prepare for our next opponent. Um, it is great that we don't have a game on Saturday because a lot of guys are banged up. Um, so it, it's good to get a, a week off. We can refocus. Um, 
direct midpoint, and then we just second half of the season we're just gonna have to go all out, focus. Um, but bye weeks, same practice schedule, same everything, same meetings, all that. Nothing's changing, um, and because we don't want to get off our our regimen and mess up anything, so we're just treating it like a normal game week. You had mentioned Deeks. Uh, I want to make sure I get the uh, name uh, fully correct here. Nick DeCarano. Uh, is that the uh, correct pronunciation of uh, your kicker? Yes. And so Nick uh, went, what, three for three on field goals, three for three on extra points on Saturday, if my uh, count was correct, 12 points uh, on the day, 47-yard field goal, as you pointed out, uh, just before halftime. Uh, you know, we, we long time ago, who was it? Uh, Coach Isernia, I think it was uh, possibly, or Coach Boder uh, at RPI talking about Andrew Franks brought the point. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, the the kicking position is the same in Division Three and Division One to a certain degree because a kick is a kick. And this guy's hitting yep. 40 plus yarders and hitting with a great efficiency right now. I mean, tell us about your kicker. Well, we don't get to talk enough about these guys. You seem to have a good relationship with uh, Nick. Uh, feel free to tell any wild stories since he can't respond to them right now. Uh, but the, he's he's trolled me on Twitter a little bit, but he's also been fair with me. I'll say that much. But go ahead. Uh, give us a little uh, Nick story or two here about uh, what you think of him. I'm not going to give you any stories, but uh, Nick is a, <laughs> a great weapon. Uh, he makes our offensive play calling like a lot easier. We don't have to, say, force it when we're inside the or outside the 20. We could rely on him to hit a 40-plus yarder. Um, I don't have to throw the ball into coverage. I can, we could run the ball or we could, uh, I could just throw it out and basically relying on him more often than not, he's going to get us three points and uh, extend our lead. Or if we're losing, he's going to, uh, cut the lead down. I'm going to take one more, uh, in a row here, JB, if I can, um, a couple weeks ago, uh, I decided while I was out playing flag football referee, as one of your teammates pointed out, uh, <laughs> That, uh, you know, the Becker game was going to be close. This is going to live in infamy. It was part of our Open uh, the previous week and everything else. Um, did you guys know of In the Huddle that much at that point? And, I, I mean, I got to be honest. You guys were pretty restrained with me. You could have been a lot worse about my prediction and oh, how bad yeah. it was. Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, we, we poked fun at ourselves even. On hey, that you still kicked on the win, but, yeah. Yeah, but that wasn't even... Close, come on. Uh, no. Luckily, I didn't even take a point for it because we didn't officially pick that game that week. But I mean, what, when you see something like that, you guys, what, what is your reaction? D three coverage is not as good as D one coverage, obviously, and yeah. you have uh, you know shills like me out there uh, making these predictions. Uh, I mean, what was going through your guys' mind? Was this being talked about? And I mean, when the game was done, was there like? Hey, screw that Rossi guy. He, he, how bad did he make that prediction? Like, let's go on Twitter and get him. I mean, how does it work on your end? Because we we always kind of see it from ours, but we never see it from the players' end. I mean, we we saw it uh, pregame. I think it actually was the Saturday morning of that we were only projected to win in a in a by three points in a battle in the second half, and that kind of gave us a little fuel. Um, yeah, we came off a tough loss, but. Uh, we were able to like refocus and um, come out hot. I mean, this, the first quarter wasn't great. We were only up 7 nothing in the first quarter, but then we scored 35 unanswered in the second. And then after the game, post-game, someone brought it up and was like, oh, we got projected to win by uh, three or something. Like, that guy's uh, 
not too smart, no offense, but, uh, and, uh, so yeah, and then some of my teammates took it to Twitter, and I thought they were pretty respectable comments back, and they are also pretty funny. Yeah. Our law school agrees uh, with you. Trust me that me not so smart. But uh, JB, why don't we roll out out of here with the way we normally do with our uh, student athletes? Uh, go ahead, you can end this one. Well, I hide my head. well no, it's a, yeah, yeah, exactly. But I want to. I want to know a little bit more about Joe. You know, because you uh, you were actually weren't the first Kowalski to uh, to come to Endicott, and so uh, you know. Uh, Plymouth, Connecticut originally, but you, you went to school down in, in New Jersey. Um, was it basically kind of following uh, Big Brother to, uh, to school that, that helped you uh, decide to, to, to come to Endicott? And, and tell us a little bit about this, uh, you know, part of the scheduling that we had to uh, work around this internship that you have. So you know, you're a senior now and, and you'll be looking to probably do something you know, after graduation. So tell us a little bit about what got you to Endicott and then what your plans are when you is it, is it too cheesy to say when you, you know, leave, you know, fly off, graduate, you know, yeah. goals? Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, my brother obviously went here. He transferred here. He was at St. John Fisher, but then he had a major change. And I uh, came to Endicott, closer to home. And I came to all his games. Great family support I have. And I, I loved it when he was here. Loved the atmosphere. Loved the campus. Um, obviously, every football player, every athlete, or shooting higher, oh, I want to go D1, I want to go D2. Um, I basically had set in my, my heart that if I was going D3, it would be at Endicott because this college, you step on this campus and it's it's like no other, especially at D3. Um, campus unbelievable, the people here are unbelievable. Uh, athletic programs, all sports um, are excelling, uh, growing campus, um, but yeah, Talking about the internship, um, I'm an education major, so it's uh, it's in, it's called Youth Build in Salem, and it's actually 16 to 24 year olds that uh, drop out of high school for one reason or another, family, grades, whatever. But uh, they're actually coming back to get their GED, um, and hopefully they go to a community college, get into the workforce. Um, so I'm educating them, tutoring them, and it's uh, it's been really rewarding. It's been great. So uh, I don't know what I want to do after college yet. That's still uh, up in the air. I'm but, still uh, working on that too, so don't worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> but this internship has uh, definitely opened my eyes to a lot of uh, opportunities. So it's it's been good. That's awesome. Awesome. Uh, so, you know, I have never actually been on Endicott's campus. So uh, am I still allowed to walk on campus or uh, am I going to need to bring security with me, do you think? Project us the one to the third. You, could, uh, you can come on campus. Okay, well, we'll, we'll work on that. Uh, so uh, what I was telling JB to introduce, I'm going to introduce because uh, we'll alternate on this. And uh, I will tell you that this is the part of the show where you are allowed to give shout outs to any family, friends, teammates, uh, anybody that might be watching you here. Joe Kowalski, uh, these are your shout outs. Go ahead. Uh, just shout out to my family. Um, they've given me great support over the years. My two older brothers, Brian and Kevin. And um, they, they're at every game, home, away, doesn't matter. They're going to be going up to uh, Husson to watch my game. It's about seven, six, seven hour trip for them. Um, doesn't matter. They're there for me. Uh, shout out to my team. We're, uh, we're resilient this year. Uh, I think we have something special going on. Uh, both sides of the ball are playing pretty well. We have a good uh, chemistry in the locker room. Practices, we're always flying around. Um, good energy. 
we're uh, we're trusting one another, and I, I think we got something going here. You say uh, both sides of the ball. It's all three phases of the game when it comes to you with that kicker. Uh, that's for sure. So, uh, I got one quick question, Frank. I got I, I got to I got to throw this in there because you know. It's, so, Joe, who, who hits it? Who hits harder, older brothers or opposing linebackers and defensive ends? I mean, growing up, man, my two older brothers beat on me pretty good. We're we're pretty tight knit, but you know, younger brother want to antagonize, and then they hit you pretty good, and you're like, well, I gotta I gotta chill out. But uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say older brothers. Nice cool under pressure now, Frank. There it is. There it is. It's those big uh, brothers that. Yeah. <laughs> actually, having grown up with an older sister who's 14 years older than me, I'm going to say that she actually probably could hit better than my older brother could. But that's a whole other story for another week right there. Joe, uh, all kidding aside, uh, we have been watching Endicott carefully the last two years uh, or two seasons and have been really impressed by how you guys have battled different types of adversity along the way. Obviously, changes don't always lead to positivity. You guys are the ones that had to basically watch what was going on and sort of say, let's move things forward. Let's move this program forward. And you've done so really maturely, I would call it, uh, more than anything else. So, again, all kidding aside, we are impressed by you guys. Uh, and no matter what happens from here on out, it, that won't change. Good luck on what's coming up uh, after this bye week uh, plays out. We'll see where it goes. Hopefully, I get up there at some point to see you guys, and uh, you can rib me all you want about 27-24 because nobody will ever forget that score <laughs> prediction as far as we are going to go here, okay? Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. I really should have known better than to even suggest that we went with this interview uh, this week. Uh, this, this is just danger, danger, danger waiting to happen. JB, you talked me into it. I, I, you know, I mean, the bottom line, it says everything we need to know about them. They are the most eligible bachelors of Western and Central Massachusetts. <laughs> And you can even hear them laughing in the background already. So this is going to yes, start indeed. really, really well. JB, introduce these hot guys. All right. Well, one of the things I missed in our host chat as far as the most like random and interesting stat of the weekend was the fact that the Springfield Pride held the ball for over 45 minutes in, a, in kind of a must-win situation uh, where they were able to prevail 21-17 over Norwich. Leading the way, of course, uh, senior quarterback Chad Shade and senior center, Sir Nicholas Bainter. Welcome uh, once again to In the Huddle. <laughs> Hello. My Hi, dreams man. are finally coming true. Well, you, okay, you had to share the for. stage. You had to share the stage with Shade because uh, last time I left you guys uh, in Springfield, that's what uh, happened. Uh, that guy yeah, had six yeah. touchdowns uh, against Western New England last year, and you decided to uh, have your friends, uh, you know, video bomb our interview. Uh, and then nice. I think we should show folks a little bit uh, of what happened with that interview uh, from YouTube. We'll take a few seconds of it right here. Now, I'm very disappointed in you this season because uh, we've had a couple Springfield interviews, and I'm looking in the background, and I don't see you. Yep. What's with that, man? You know what? 
the only thing I can do is, you know, get up, get another rep. You know, how can I get better from now on? So I assure you, every time you're here, I'm gonna be on the back. Well, well, I got, I got. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, so. I got actually. Okay, so uh, unnecessary uh, censorship. Uh, I've never really been a participant in that before, and I didn't show my mother on purpose uh, afterward. Appreciate that, guys. Uh, having a lot of fun with you. So, what are we going to do as an encore? I wonder with this interview. We'll see. But we got to talk some football before anything else. And Springfield's had an odd season, guys. I, I, I did not expect this season. You guys are definitely you know, not in the same position you've been in years past, but this season is far from over at this point in time. Uh, you know, looking at your win-loss record, you're at two and three overall, but one and one in the conference. Four teams in that one and one position, WPI and Merchant Marine at two and oh, which is a little bit unbelievable to some folks as well uh, right now. What's going on, Chad? Is this team starting to get a little bit of momentum with this Norwich win? And take us through that win because you guys were ahead, then down by 10, come back to win the game. What were you telling your team along the way to make sure that they would come back in this thing? Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, uh, the season hasn't didn't start off where we wanted it to. Um, we were 1-3 and three going into this game. We were playing a good Norwich team. And our mindset all week was a stonecutter mentality. All week we were talking about the stone cutter and hammering away at the stone. And maybe the first 100 hits, uh, you don't see anything, maybe but just a little crack. But that 100th hit, you break that stone. And that was kind of our mentality going into this week, going into this game. And being down around these guys, it never really feels like we're down. We just take every snap, um, every play, and every drive as it is. And we just get up and get another. And... I think that was their mentality through the game, and that was the message. This is just keep going and not worry about the score, not worry about the time, but just focus on what we can control. Uh, and at the end of the day, we ended up coming out with the win, which was uh, obviously a really big one for us. Well, guys, one of the things that, you know, like I said, you know, stood out, I mean, you just you, you, you pretty much beat these this team by just controlling the clock so well. I mean, what was it one of these things where it was that sort of part of the strategy to, to try to keep you know done off the field as much as possible, or was it just really you know Nick maybe you know down in the trenches it was just you know you guy like you said the hammer is hitting you're hitting hitting you're just maybe not getting as long of those you know 75 yard touchdown runs like you used to, but you just have to keep pounding away. What what did it feel like kind of throughout the process of the game while you guys were or were kind of you know just keeping that ball <laughs> for almost the whole time? Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, it was, I mean, that's the nature of triple option. You know, you got to embrace the four yard gain uh, every single play. And, you know, and like I said, the nature of the triple option, you just hammer away, hammer away, hammer away. And that's kind of our mentality, like Chad had mentioned, you know, uh, like bringing it back to the stone cutter. You realize that <clears throat> the stone didn't break because of that last blow, it, it broke because of every hit before it. Uh, and, you know, obviously we'd mentioned that that was kind of the quote of the week, that story. So we carried that into the game. and. Um, you know, our, our mentality was just like every game. We're going to attack. We're going to run hard. We're going to play fast and physical. Uh, and that's exactly what we did. And, and like, Chad had, like Chad had said, we, um, you know, there was never a time in the game where we thought this is over. Or, you know, uh, I mean, all the credit to the Norwich guys. They, they did an awesome job defensively. They were great guys um, uh, up front. And, um, you know, they were fun to play against as well. They, they did not let up at all. Um, so, 
but also, yeah, our, our game plan was, yeah, let's, let's control the ball. Let's, you know, we want to have more offensive plays than defensive plays. So, um, yeah, I mean, again, embracing the four yard gain and hammering away. So. Um, if we're going to reference stone cutting anymore, I, I did uh, bring some stones just in case we need to, uh, you know, display you it on the yeah. show itself. Cool. So I've got two in case uh, we screw up on the there board. You go. So oh, just yeah, because uh, we've talked about stone yeah. cutting more than we've talked about football, I think, in this uh, episode so far. Let's talk yeah. a little bit more football, though. Um, Let's do it. Union was not uh, the best of situations for you guys. And stone cutting aside, uh, you know, that's a team that has had Springfield's number at times. Uh, the rivalry kind of was off for a little bit there. Uh, now back on, it looks like. But... You know, some folks are looking at that uh, Union team, and they beat Hobart pretty soundly on Saturday and said, that's an exceptional exceptional team that probably should be ranked at this point. Looking back now, is Union that type of team? And was that a, a game that you lost but learned a lot from because of how good they are? Kind of give me an assessment on uh, that team and what happened in that game. Chad, we'll go with you. I think with Union, obviously they're a very talented team. Uh, our our biggest thing with us was was we we needed to play better. Um, we would never discredit any other team, and you know we always just focus on ourselves and what we're doing here at Springfield. And we didn't take care of the football that game, and overall we just had to play better as a team. But you know playing Union the past couple of years, they are they're a very good football team. They have a lot of guys that make big plays, and as a team, uh, obviously we want to control the ball fumbling the ball a couple times in that game hurt us. And overall, I mean, we just needed to play a better game and, and score. Uh, you know, I think we only scored a few points in the first half, and that's just not going to get it done against a talented team like that. Nick, uh, you're like first team uh, All-America, All-World, All-Universe, I think, uh, center uh, this year or something along those be all lines. Cute. But uh, what did you tell the team after that loss? Because you are uh, you are definitely a leader. Uh, we all know you as kind of a funny guy, which you are. But I I mean, what did you tell the team after the loss? Well, I mean, <clears throat> the biggest thing is uh, that our message was we we got to figure it out first and foremost. But understanding that you know we have the right guys in the room. We you know we have a very talented defense. We have a very talented offense. We just got to put it together. And as you know, you know, you mistake in a football game and that can cost you the whole game. And so it, it really came down to understanding that we have the right guys that can get it done on and off the field. So let's just practice hard. Let's focus on those little details, those little things that eventually add up to big things. Correct those mistakes and bring it into game day. Um, and the biggest thing was staying together, staying together the whole way through the week of practice and, and understanding that our strength is going to come from each other and that there's no cavalry. It's just us. So the brotherhood. Well, what, you know, that's one of the things I noticed about the, the uniforms this year where they got the brotherhood right down the, the middle of the helmet. I think that's a, a cool effect. And you guys are obviously, um, you know, offensive players. Let, let's talk about the, the brotherhood of, of your, your defense. Um, there are some new names uh, on there um, from, from prior years. You know, you don't have a, and Giorgio or, or Bianchi back there in the secondary. Uh, but there are some guys like A.J. Smith, uh, uh, Pavlicek, and others who've been with the team for a while. But there's some some new folks, um, you know, starting to make a name for themselves for the pride and, 
and you really, you guys really needed them to do that against a, a very potent uh, Norwich offense, and, and they got the job done, shutting them down to help you guys hang on there. Tell us a little bit about, you know, you, you practice against these guys for, what, two months plus straight now since the preseason. What can you tell us about the Pride defense? Yeah, obviously our defense did lose some lose some key guys last year, but and that's the nature of football. You get, you know, your four years of playing college ball, and this year we just happened to return, I believe, three starters. Um, so there's a lot of new faces, as you mentioned, on our defense. And our coaching staff and all the guys on the defensive side of the ball have done a great job. I mean, they work extremely hard, as all of us do. And I think that just preparation is what led to the success this weekend. Also, our, our special teams as well, we, we – obviously talk a lot about core and how important that is and getting a big play on special teams really helped us as an offense and those guys as a defense I think in the second half I'm not sure how many plays Norwich ran but it wasn't many and it was just credit to our defense just getting three and outs and getting us back on the field and just obviously we got some new faces as I said but those guys work extremely hard and they're ready to go every single week and uh, as Nick talked about as, as the kind of the brotherhood and there's no cavalry it's just us we trust in one another offensively and defensively and just, you know, playing um, football together as one, even though we're on different sides of the ball, we play complementary football, we'll be tough to beat. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like Chad said, complementary football. you got, like, uh, if you if you watch one of our games, our defense is just vicious. They they fly to the football every single play. You know, uh, you got guys like Chaz Ruffin, who's coming from one side of the field, chasing the, chasing the ball down on the other side, making the play, making the tackle. So and that's a mentality throughout our whole defense. Uh, I mean, Jack Pav, A.J. Smith, Chaz, Grayson, they, they all do an incredible job of, uh, you know, teaching the younger guys, especially like you had mentioned, we got new guys coming in. So um, they've been doing an incredible job showing them the way and how we do things and the, the attitude and effort that we display on the field. Okay. Before before Frank jumps back in, the, the score there, 85 plays to 39. So, yeah, defense did an awesome job keeping them below 40 plays in a football game. Pretty amazing. Did they even earn their keep, though, only defending against 39 plays? I mean, that, that's that's a half a game <laughs> of football right there. I mean, that, come on now. What the heck? Okay, guys, this has been way too serious of an interview. I, I, I'm, I'm watching this interview right now, and I'm saying to myself, this is not the Chad Shade and the Nick Boehner that I've grown to love over the last year and a half. Um, so, you know, when we... Yeah, what? Exactly. Yeah, yeah there, there's something definitely missing here. Oh, okay. and now they're sitting there rolling their sleeves. Oh, oh, wait, we're losing Boehner. He's out of here. What's he doing? Yeah. He's going to go back <laughs> Get some snaps? Yeah, I don't know. What do you, what do you, you want us to do? Snaps? We got some helmets. Uh, yeah, hey, that'd you be great. Uh, sure. Uh, McGoffin, uh, Brian McGoffin could probably throw the football to you guys or something. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yep. There we go. Why in the hell is, is there a shake weight in the Springfield office? <laughs> Uh, must be Coach Mike. So don't I don't have, know. You don't want to know the answers to. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so hey. I'm hey, freaking you, crying these right are now. questions you gotta ask. This, this is his office. Coach Sears is all over. Sorry. Oh my God. Oh, I can't okay. a lot of toys. Time. I'm calling a timeout. Uh, 
So when we had Frostburg's uh, offensive line on last year, we uh, decided to ask some questions of them. Oh, now they're sitting back rolling. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so we had some questions to, them to see how well they knew each other and all, everything else. So I want to do the same thing with you guys, but apparently I need to ask right. the questions right now. I'm going to have my Dunkin' Donuts coffee because I can't even at this point. Um, so... What I want you guys to do is point to the person, it be it yourself or the other person that qualifies for the category that I state. Okay, so uh, who eats more at dinner? Point to whom? Jeremy Lipsky. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely me. Definitely you. Uh, do you make sure you get in front yeah. of him in line so that there's food left there, Chad? Uh, no. Actually, I I just try to go into a completely different area because there's probably going to be nothing. Who <laughs> snores louder at night? Doing my, doing my hands. Okay. Put them down, Ricky. <laughs> yeah, actually, actually go, go hand to hand right now. No, like yeah, I have uh, smoked on no. all hands, though. For being six foot three, I have. It's not. It's not good. Yeah, but. Yeah, yeah, but he's got gnome-like hands right there. I don't know what that is. Uh, well, he has some chubby fingers. I do. They're uh, little sausage fingers. Yeah. Wow. I got that's how I grew up. It's a Whopper commercial. <laughs> that's what it's like when I hold the football. Okay. Who snores it's on louder at night? Yeah. Who? Who snores louder? Oh, I don't know. Too. Since I've become a fat lineman, I snore <laughs> unhealthily. But... Uh, yeah, I, I think I might be the winner on this one. I actually have four of us. Uh, okay, who is the one that takes the longest to get ready in locker room? Or the longer, I guess, out oh, of the two of you. Him. For sure. Oh, quarterback. Why yeah, is that, Nick? Him. Why is that? Well, do you want to know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got nothing better right. to do. Hold on. Chad has, to put, yeah. Chad has to put all his lotion on himself. That's he asked that because he's got all his ointment and stuff because there's something wrong with yeah, him. Yeah, you got to keep me slippery. Like, you know, you I don't, know, I don't know. If you're covered in that stuff. And then you gotta, like, if you look good, then you feel good, then you play good. So it's like you got to take your time, get your eye black on, your, your half sleeves, the leggings, all your Vaseline. Exactly. Your eczema <laughs> ointment. You got the wrist You got the wrist thing, right, You know, with all the plays and stuff. No, we don't even no, have that. do that anymore. No. It, we don't even run plays, actually. Snap the ball and run around and see what happens. If this is going to like, break records on our uh, In the Huddle feed, I don't know what will uh, at this point. Uh, let's see. <laughs> do you, do, do, for, the, for baseball, Chad, you're a uh, very good baseball player. A lot of folks don't know. And maybe even you don't know that, but you are. Uh did, uh, <laughs> no, do you do the same setup? I, I mean, do, do you kind of primp and prep for about three hours and you go out to relieve, relieve a pitcher because the game's almost over by the time you're done? Or, I mean, they, what do you do? Well, I actually play the outfit. I, I don't pitch. Uh, I know a lot of people do think I pitch just because of my six foot three frame and playing quarterback. Um, but I play the outfield, actually, and I, I do probably take just as long. It's a little bit less of a process just because you don't have pads and everything like that. But I do like to get in the hot tub a lot before games because we, we do happen to play in some, some 30, low 40-degree weather here in New England when baseball season starts, which can be uh, tough on the old body. So 
James loves Florida. He does. He loves Florida. Okay, let, let me hey, ask two more questions. Come on down. Yeah, yeah seriously. Uh, join us we'll the January right show in his kitchen, actually. You're more than invited to join us in James's kitchen. I'll be there. Can we bring the shake uh, Yes, please. By all means. Container. <laughs> Please stop doing that because it's just giving me a picture of my head I don't need right now. I just don't need this. Whoa, <laughs> okay. There's the line. Who does, who does yeah. Coach Sarah Zulo like more out of the two of you? Oh, definitely him. Yeah, I'm definitely. this guy. I, I'm, I'm center. They're both. Yeah, I just, I'm just the slappy that grabs the ball and runs around. Yeah, we're, uh, but more importantly, we're looking. We're really looking forward to spring break at JB's house. Yeah. So. <laughs> sure. Who, Come on down, last, guys. I got plenty of room. Last, last question. Trip. Yeah, last question before we uh, commit to this. Who does Coach Webster like better? Oh, that's a good oh, question. That is a good question. I don't know. You'll have to ask him. I feel like probably neither of us. No, he doesn't like either of us. No, he likes Who's his, his favorite guy? Maverick. He loves Jocko Willink. Jocko Willink and Maverick. He actually got another dog and named it Jocko. Jocko. So, his dogs. That's awesome. Okay. Um, we know way too much about everybody now. Uh, Brian McGoffin's probably in the background right now just cringing at this whole thing, your SID, right. and we do appreciate him. I do want to get serious for a second. Chad, you were injured last year. Uh, you missed uh, most of the season after the, uh, the game that I left you on, and that just tells everybody I am the curse, and in the huddle is a big curse uh, for a lot of teams, but we know that. <laughs> Yeah, seriously, against uh, Coast Guard, good luck to you guys because uh, I don't know what's going to happen to you now. But uh, no, tell us about what, what, happened. <laughs> what happened to you. Uh, what was the uh, comeback like for you? Did you uh, play baseball in the spring uh, where you fully mended? I mean, what happened? So uh, it was Norwich game last year. Actually, I um, ended up coming down on my leg a little bit funny. I ended up fracturing my tibial plateau. Uh, so if I can actually lift my leg up here. So this bump right here is, is a plate. I have a plate and four screws in my knee. Um, so what happened was my tibia got pretty much crunched and there was a four millimeter depression. Uh, they had to bring that back up so it backfilled with a cadaver bone. Um, so I was out for obviously a little while, rehab that. Uh, tried to come back and play baseball. Uh, ended up uh, popping my hamstring. Uh, did it again a couple weeks, maybe a week or two later. Um, so I ended up not being able to play baseball either. So spent a lot of time rehabbing um, over the summer and have gotten back and have felt pretty healthy. And, you know, it, it was it was definitely tough. Uh, being here definitely helped a lot just with the support uh, that we have within the team. And then obviously with our athletic training staff, I PT in the morning and everything. And it was, it was great. Just the support I had here, I didn't feel – um, like I wasn't a part of it anymore after I got hurt, which was which was really great. And you know, just having guys like Nick um, and my other roommates and just everyone on the football team around me was uh, was really helpful through that whole process. And um, I know anybody that's you know going through an injury or something like that, it, it does take some time, but it does get better, especially when you're surrounded by great people. Did uh did Nick out of sympathy get uh, you said you have metal plate in your knee? Did he get a magnet uh, implanted into his knee so you guys could like you know? When you walk by each other, just get a little closer. JB, why don't you ask a serious question about Coast Guard or something? Yeah, I, I, I actually have to. Okay, I've got, I've got to, Well, 
first off, guys, I mean, we're talking to you a little early before practice because apparently the state of Massachusetts has been infected by the – I thought we had mosquitoes down here in Florida. I didn't realize that there was, like, a mosquito problem up there. Um, and I remember hearing about it, uh, speaking of the Coast Guard, which we'll get to in a second, that they had to change the, the game time for their, their Nichols game. Um, but so is this, is this – triple e thing kind of changed um stuff around for you guys practice wise and what's what's the deal with these mosquitoes up there yeah uh well i before practice i run around with uh i try to kill all the mosquitoes i just clap kill them all uh try not to get any blood on me um but yeah i know triple e is a pretty real thing so uh bring your bug spray be careful yeah. but you know it has we've had to make some adjustments and you know it it doesn't matter. We'll make adjustments. Athletics has been doing a good job. Our coaches have been doing a good job coordinating the field times and whatnot. But, uh, you know, we're it doesn't matter. We're parking lot players. We'll put the ball down the middle of a parking lot and play. So it doesn't matter where we are, what we'll do. We're doing it together. So. Your stone cutters, your parking well, lot players, my goodness. Yeah. Well, hopefully there's no mosquitoes yeah. down, in, down in New London there by the, uh, you know, by Long Island Sound. But, you know, one of the things I've noticed about the Coast Guard this season, they, they won a couple of overtime games. All of the games that you guys have played in have been basically within 14 points. So what, do you think that, um, you know, the close game experience is, is something that will come in handy this weekend? Because it sounds like both teams have really been kind of uh, just, you know, living a little dangerously here. And, um, you know, it's probably going to be, a, a, you know, one of those games that goes into the fourth quarter. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we got another good opponent with Coast Guard, obviously, this week. And talking about, you know, being a part of those kind of close games and those um, hard-fought battles where we're going back and forth and, um, you know, we might be down or we might be up and a team might make a run. And I think that's been uh, really good for us to kind of – it really brings out true character. It's, it's really easy when you're up, you know, 42-7 to 7 or 42-14. to 14. But I think true, uh, true character comes up when when you're down or when things aren't easy and i think you know going against coast guard this week we played them the past uh obviously few years and, and we beat them but they've uh they've been a great opponent and they've never quit you know throughout the whole game uh they play hard and we know that they're going to battle and, and give us a tough game and we're going to be prepared for that as a whole the, the new mac conference has improved a lot i mean you, you look at some of the teams we've gotten here and we just got a lot of good good athletes good players good coaches so um, as a whole, the new Mac has just improved a lot. So, so I, I actually know uh, a little bit of strategy to beat Coast Guard. I'm going to tell you right now, and Coach George is probably going to be very ticked off at me for doing this. Uh, but you know, we we've got you guys here uh, this week. So, um, while Ryan Jones is on the field, make sure you bring the shake weight and just keep shaking that thing within his uh, view, because I'm sure that will frustrate him. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, come on, Chad. Exactly. You're a quarterback. You, you throw the ball like once, twice a game yeah. or something like that. Uh, I mean, if you saw somebody with a shake weight on the other sideline as you're cocking back to throw the ball, what, what would you do? I mean, what would happen to you? I'd probably go ask him if I could use it. <laughs> you got to go that looking nice somehow. There you go. Okay, so he would just pull down the pass and uh, run to the sideline, basically, and uh, gain 30 yards and ask him to use it. Got it. Okay, guys. This is the kryptonite. That's it. This is the kryptonite. Wow. So <laughs> I think uh, while we are not uh, really 
you know, uh, FCC uh, reliant here. Uh, we are uh, really close to crossing lines. I think that uh, Springfield College would appreciate us not crossing. Uh, but we do have to give you shout outs still. God help me. Uh, Chad, I'm going to let you go first. Show Boehner how this yeah. is done. The respectful way of doing a shout out to family, friends, teammates, et cetera, that might be watching. I'm a veteran. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You go. No, no, no. This you, is your time. This is you my go. time. Yeah, whatever. Um, I appreciate it. Uh, first of all, yeah, just thank the, the both of you for, for everything that you do. Um, you know, jokes aside, you know, really appreciate all the hard work that you put in um, for D3 football for us here at Springfield. And um, it really means a lot to us, just the coverage that, that you do. I mean, um, it's, it's unbelievable every week, you know, just to go on Twitter and to see stuff, you know, the interactions with you and Nick and everything like that. It's, it's great. Uh, so thank you again for all your hard work. Uh, so I like to shout out just my family, uh, my pops back home, who I'll probably send this link to, let them watch this video. My sister who's at school, my brother's out in California, my mom who's always working. Um, uh, just some of my friends uh, from high school. Uh, and just guys that have been been a part of my life, and then everyone here at Springfield too. Obviously, we should appreciate all the support that we get from athletics, administration, uh, all the other student athletes and students here at Springfield. All the support we get is is incredible and awesome. So shout out to everyone. Nick, unfortunately, we've run out of time. So thanks for uh, thanks for joining. Go ahead, baby. It's all you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Again. You know, to reiterate what Chad said, no, you guys are doing an incredible job, uh, you know, supporting D3 football, Springfield College, and, you know, uh, it's pretty awesome that all the coverage you guys give us um, and obviously the interactions with us. But, um, yeah, I, I'll give a shout-out to uh, my mom, my dad, my brother and sister, uh, you know, always showing up to my games. Uh, a shout-out to Coach Sean Tarpey at East Bridgewater High School. Uh, he graduated from here, and uh, he's been a huge impact on my life. Um also, shout out to Coach McDermott there as well. Um, yeah, and also shout out to John Cena because I put his name down every single game uh, for the ticket booth. So he has a free ticket. Um, and I feel like it's only right. He's a Springfield grad. He was a center, and uh, he still hasn't shown up to one of my games, and I've been doing that for four years. So, but hey, you know, whatever. Come on, John. Um, yeah. <laughs> does, so. does he know this? Does he know about this? I try to, I try to tweet at him. I try to. I try to get in contact with him as much as I can, but, uh, you know, it's all right. Okay, uh, we're going to work on this, actually. We'll make sure he sees this. Uh, we'll figure out a way. I've got a couple ideas. I, I am in New York City, uh, and so uh, he, I think, is still with the, with the Today Show from time well, to time. Well, oddly, right oddly enough, guys, I don't, I don't know if you know this, but I, literally the, like, the WWE Training Center is, like, 10 minutes down the road from my house. So I occasionally will right, see, right. you know, all these wrestling right. guys – so, yeah, when you guys come down for spring break, you know, you go, you know, throw each other around in the, you know, the ring or whatever. And, yeah, it's funny. Like, I, uh, the last flight my wife and I took, um, Braun Strowman was right in front of us before in the, uh, in, in the uh, security line. So, yeah, we see a lot of wrestlers down here in Orlando. It's just kind of, uh, yeah, I haven't seen John yet. I think he lives in Tampa. But uh, who knows? Maybe that's another avenue. To yeah, go. we could try uh that's why JB's the cool one out of the two of us. I think that's uh, well known across uh, the uh, region that he's the cool one, and I'm the I don't know what the hell they think I am. But anyway, I want to give a shout hey, out before we leave. Guitar hero. Cool one, so, Wait, say again. You have the, you have the jacket. Cool jacket. You're the cool one to me. 
Oh, you like the Sparkle Man thing, huh? Nick, if you would, I, I, thing, I would it. give it to you. Follow that actually at some point, maybe like maybe for our banquet. Chad, you're your too future, tall. He's be. too large and in charge compared to me. I, I don't think it would work. No fat shaming. No fat shaming. No it's <laughs> not fat shaming. You're just larger than I am. You're big. You're big boned. Uh, but um, the guy behind the computer right now, uh, I'm going to assume, is uh, Brian McGoffin still there? Oh yeah, it is. Bring him in. So let, let's give him a shot. Out real quick. Shout out Brian McGoffin for all the work he does. Incredible job. Also lives in the our, the same house we lived in when when he graduated from Springfield. So, um, but yeah, Brian. Come nice. in, Brian. I said if those walls could talk. If Townhouse fourteen, if they could only see us now with this, with these these two guys. <laughs> Brian, come along. So yes, we we had a, an interview earlier this season. I'll say I'm not going to say when it was, but. Uh, a player used the word, uh, let's say, donkey, uh, you know, in a, and the SID asked us to cleanse that, uh, you know, cover it and chop it, basically. Is there any part of this interview that yep. you witnessed that you're going to basically ask us to cut? Uh, I mean, there's been 13 instances of shake weights. I'm not sure I could catch them all if I wanted to. Hard to pick a spot that you just really want to pinpoint on there was a lot of gold these guys gave you a lot to work with today. a lot of gold yes indeed should, yeah. should i break should i break the news to them now brian that this whole thing is a joke we didn't actually record a damn thing he's in on it guys <laughs> 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 yeah. hey, right. we we anyways yeah and they got out okay. of some meetings so it's great it worked yeah. out well for everybody involved I get I guess you're going to see tomorrow if uh, it actually shows up in our, uh, you know, show uh, tomorrow afternoon. Uh, which we have is, a show. Uh, what Wednesday? Uh, if it's there, I record it. If it's not, where am I? You know, I didn't. Uh, come on. But guys, uh, either way, we we appreciate you guys. This has reached a half an hour, which is the longest player interview we've ever done. But there are two of you, so I guess uh, we, we can get away with this. Yeah. But. We appreciate what you guys have yeah. uh, said about us, what you uh, do for us uh, at Springfield, Brian. Uh, you guys have been great for us over the last few years. Who knows how much longer mm -hmm. we're going to be doing this, but guys like you make it worth doing uh, every week, uh, to for be sure. honest with you. So yeah. thank you. I will get there uh, before the end of the season. Uh, thank once you. I get through this tournament yeah, this weekend, much. hopefully, and we'll talk to you soon. Appreciate right. it, guys. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, guys. See ya. <laughs> yes! <laughs> <laughs>